Welcome, everybody, to the Straight Chudo Wrestling Podcast. I'm one half of your host, Santi. Steve, how are you? Not too bad, buddy. We've got hundreds of people watching us live across all of our platforms for what we do, I think, is kind of unique, man, that we uh, we live stream these full recordings for everyone who's really into straight shoot to get like the full, you know, behind the scenes aspect of everything. So this is a unique one because, Santi, we are officially at the end of the road. The exits is two exits away to the road to WrestleMania. Dude, are you excited? Dude, I'm pumped. Um, on paper, I, in my lifetime, I haven't seen, and when I say my lifetime as a wrestling fan, like what I've been watching of wrestling, on paper, this is the best WrestleMania card I've ever seen. On paper, purely on paper. We have seen great WrestleMania cards go complete to shit, and then we've seen terrible WrestleMania cards like WrestleMania 31 turn into absolute beautiful diamonds that are going to be talked about for the next 20 plus years. So again, I when when I talk about things on paper, um I want people to take what I say with not just a grain of salt but an entire truckload of salt. Uh but today's episode we are going to be uh giving you folks our predictions on the entire WrestleMania 39 card taking place in the stadium of my hometown favorite NFL team, the Los Angeles Chargers Go Bolts in SoFi SoFly Stadium out of Los Angeles, California. St- Steve, WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And before we start with the matches, uh, initial thoughts of The Miz being our host of WrestleMania this year? Dude, you already know my thoughts on this. I cannot stand that The Miz is the host because we're going to get like three or four segments of this man. It's going to be annoying, but and I they're all going to be gold. Yes, but I have a feeling there is a stunner in his future or three. I have a feeling that we could get a choke slam. You know, like, I think The Miz is going to get the absolute garbage beat out of him at WrestleMania. So I think that's the only reason I'm looking forward to The Miz being the host of WrestleMania. I mean, I, I, I you must just not live a very fun life, man. The Miz is amazing. Um, and everybody should be happy that the Miz is hosting WrestleMania. I, I will, I will not take any Miz slander, uh, on this, on this live recording. Okay. But, you do know who your partner in this is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get this going here because we've got a long match card to go through. And let's just start off with how the night is going to be starting. We're going to be starting off with the United States Championship match. Austin Theory coming in as the champion uh, versus John Cena, the legend returning from a, from a short hiatus. Um, you know my answer. I mean, I'm already kind of wearing the gear. Um, yep. You know, we'll, we'll dive into my answer here in just a second but you know when you when you see Austin Theory versus Cena um what are your thoughts on the build initially and who do you think is winning this like you and I talked about this uh last time um Austin Theory really had to do a lot to build this like obviously Cena buried him in that promo um and now we had the the Thunderdome promo <laughs> recently on Raw Theory has done okay. I don't think it's been good enough for the caliber of of what this match is going to be because this is like we said, this is Austin Theory's coming out party. Um he's been he's been told to put his big boy pants on and I think he got one leg in then he forgot how to do a zipper maybe, but like it's just not enough for me. So the match needs to deliver for me. 
100%. This match needs to deliver. So I just, I, I'm not feeling it. So the fact that it's opening up night one, there is so much pressure on theory. And I don't know if he's feeling it, but I'm not feeling his promos. I, I think he's fumbled it. Uh, you know, yep. you and I talked about this, that theory has been given the easiest home run in his life to be able to um, to hype up this match and create excitement because I called it and so did you that Cena was not going to be there on a weekly basis for for him to be able to to bounce off of it was just going to be him himself and I like that's it like that's all he had and I just don't think that he did enough to get us excited about this match even his his empty arena promo just it was good but I think it was just a little a little too late frankly because um I mean it's a week before Wrestlemania um and on and on top of that like the previous matches before that he was just getting clowned on by by the by the street profits in backstage segments uh, so um, what I was hoping for was to get this very serious Austin theory um, that was going to take what Cena said to heart and realize that, yeah, he is the one that has everything to lose. And unfortunately, in his promos, I'm not feeling that theory believes that he has everything to lose, but really he genuinely does. And because he hasn't done a great job of building this feud up with John Cena's absence, it, the only thing that it can really deliver in is in the ring. And I'm concerned that it won't deliver in the ring because John Cena hasn't wrestled regularly for years yeah, it's kind of funny, Santi. I don't know if you've been watching uh, WWE Legends on A and E, the stuff that the stuff that we helped talk about earlier this month. Um, but there was a similar aspect to Roman Reigns when he was put in the position with Brock Lesnar. He really didn't know who he was, but he knew they the the business wanted to put their name behind put put the brand behind Roman and make him the big dog. This was obviously pre-pandemic. Um I have a feeling this is the similar thing that Austin Theory still doesn't really know who he is. He does it. He's trying. He got rid of the selfie stick and he's got this more badass, angry persona. But I still don't think Austin Theory really believes he is who he is. And I think this is another reason he has really dropped the ball with this build. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think that, um, you know, Cena was there for 10% of the build and he's generated 100% of the excitement for this match. That's Agreed. not good. That no. is not good at all. Look at the the inverse of what was last year, right? Kevin Owens being asked to build a match on his own without the presence of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he got us hyped for what we didn't know for sure was even a match. It was just going to be a talk show segment that yep. I think shows the caliber of WWE superstar that Kevin Owens is versus somebody who might still be um, a little bit too green in, in Austin theory. But um, that being said, Steve, who do you have winning this? Um, I'm still at a coin flip on this. I think I'm going to push towards um, John Cena. Okay. Because I think John Cena, I truthfully, I don't believe Triple H does anything without a contingency plan. Um, a plan <laughs> so, B. A 
plan B. I didn't even mean to go. <laughs> but dude, uh, this is where I'm going with this. I don't think Triple H does anything without a contingency plan. Theory has not done enough to go over on John Cena. Mm-hmm. I think the contingency plan is obviously an open challenge Monday night after Raw with either a return, a call up, or a debut. So I'm just going to say John Cena with the W. What about you? I've got John Cena winning this as well, but I've got two concerns that um, uh, that I want to throw your way. Maybe not necessarily concerns, just more so scenarios. And, mm-hmm. and it comes from the question of why is this kicking off WrestleMania? And I can think of two things. One, this is this match is kicking off WrestleMania because John Cena is going to win and they want to start off the the crowd hot with a big nostalgic win. The you know, the guy that is going to generate a pop and create excitement for the rest of the show. Yeah. Or John Cena is so goddamn busy that he needs to get the fuck out of Los Angeles to film his next movie or next TV show. And he's not going to be around for Raw after Mania. So he's going to lose so that, you know, he can so that he can get out. I'm choosing to believe that it's the 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 first one that I that I said that, you know, they just want to start off the crowd hot. So I yeah. am going to say that John Cena is winning this match. So uh, let's uh, uh, anything else is there. Can we move on here? No, we could. I think we can move on on this one. Um, I think we beat that one to death. All right. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul in a singles match. Um, just, I guess, as a as a quick prelude into this, uh, this feud has been more or less one-sided by Logan Paul getting a couple of knockouts on Seth freaking Rollins. Um, is this going to continue into WrestleMania or will Seth Rollins get that W? Uh, Santi, hands down, there is no way. No way Logan Paul wins. It is Seth Rollins, hands down. You want to you want to start the crowd off hot and let Cena win and then have if it say Seth and Logan goes next or somewhere mid card. I feel bad for anyone that goes after Seth and Logan. If Logan wins, it'll it'll kill the crowd. The crowd will genuinely go flat. Uh, Remember Roman Reigns winning the Rumble. And how pissed they were. It's not good heat. It's go away heat. You and I have had this discussion time and time again. It's not good heat if Logan wins. It's go away heat. Because genuinely, he is an outsider. And we can talk about performers and all that kind of stuff in another video. Or from like celebrity performances. But I truly believe uh, Logan Paul wins. It's go away heat. And it, it will kill the entire crowd. Because you watched Monday Night Raw the other night. The crowd was so alive for Rollins, and he's one of the only three in the company right now that gets that big of a reaction. Seth loses. Oh, man, I I would hate to be in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I've got Seth Rollins winning this one, too, Um, you know, for as much positive that i talk about logan paul i would say that i'm probably you know one of the ones beating the the drum the loudest in terms of logan paul being a good addition to the wwe um i do think that seth rollins is winning this one because um as much as i have no problems with outsiders holding uh, prominent spots in the card i have a yeah. problem with an outsider beating arguably fuck it not arguably beating the hottest face in the company at the moment 
I think he's hotter than Cody and hotter than Sami Zayn at the moment. Just those crowd reactions, I just don't see it. I don't I, I don't see how they can justify a Logan Paul win here. That being said, I think this match is going to be phenomenal. Oh, it's going to be an absolute banger and logan's gonna have some real late two uh two two and a half to two and three quarter kickouts and we're gonna see something supernatural like he pulled off with roman at uh at SummerSlam there or no in saudi arabia sorry but it it can't it can't be logan i agree this Santi, i think i will say this if there is any guarantee of every any match that we have at mania it's a seth rollins win tonight all right or, uh, that's for me. I, I, yeah, I think we so far, dude, we're two for two. We've agreed on both of them. All right. Next match. Trish Stratus, Lita, Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai and EO Sky in a six woman tag match. Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I see Damage Control finally winning something. I see yep. them finally winning, whether it's clean or whether it's with shenanigans. If it's with shenanigans, I see Trish Stratus turning. If it's That's clean, I see it causing a Trish Stratus turn. One or the other. I, There is no way that Trish Stratus doesn't come out of this with a feud with Becky Lynch going into SummerSlam with how close it is to Toronto. Dude. Okay, so everybody, we are filming this live. So everybody that is watching, Santi and I have not discussed our predictions. He just took everything from me. I have nothing to say. Trish Stratus heel turn with a feud with Becky going into SummerSlam. Damage control wins. And that's hands down it. I I don't see this match going any other way. And I would, I'm happy with a Trish Becky feud at SummerSlam. It takes a lot off Becky's plate for having to be virtually on every show. She can be still the road mom that she is. But this also, it could be a potentially great build. And we get Trish with another one of the four horsewomen, even though her retirement match was Charlotte. I'm okay with one more for Becky at SummerSlam. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, I guess what's interesting is like what happens to the titles in that scenario like, do they have a match raw after Mania and lose to another? Who cares? Honestly, who, who, who the hell cares about the women's tag titles? Uh, WWE doesn't care, so why should we? Anyways, moving on. Brock Lesnar versus the Nigerian giant Omos. Um, and for those that are not in our Twitch stream right now, um, our our viewers have an Omos emote that I know is about to get spammed uh, yeah. to Kingdom Come uh, again. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Um, Steve, I'll let you I'll let you start off with this one since I started the last one. Who do, who do you got here? Uh, honestly, I think this was originally Santi going to be just an easy Brock Lesnar win with like trying to make uh, Omos go over. But I don't know if you've been watching social media over the last couple of days, but I don't think it's just your chat. I think like the Internet in itself are people are going over on Omos. People are really starting to feel his vibe. Maybe I'm biased because I'm seeing it with everything else but uh steve call the omos I, fans by their name you the know almost there we go call the, the <laughs> i brock just signed a one-year extension he's gonna be at wrestlemania in philly brock lesnar is not gonna lose his final match in philly omos is gonna go over maybe with some shenanigans from the re- reuniting hurt business 
just to help. But I'm going to go with Omos. Yeah, I, I'll keep it quick. I'm going with Omos as well. Um, I think um, Brock, we can safely say, is at that point in his career where WWE is better off utilizing him and building other superstars. Uh, although Omos looks like he could be 19 or 30. 75 um he is young he's he's in his late 20s uh so he's gonna be in the company for for a really really long time so uh, i have omos going over here again whether it's with shenanigans or not my question to you steve is do you believe the hype that this has potential to be the worst match in wrestlemania history no do you not remember undertaker versus giant gonzalez well i mean this has a lot of parallels to it right the it, jo- has, a it has a lot of parallels to it here's the thing the build to this match has been horrendous mm-hmm. like like with wwe having to edit especially <laughs> yeah. dude like even last night or on monday it was worse it was hor- it was horrible the build for this has been terrible Brock has been made to look like Ricochet going going up against Braun Strowman, which I cannot stand because we are talking about like Brock Lesnar. Like Omos is big. Yeah. yeah. Brock Lesnar could still eat him. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, like watching the go home episode of Monday Night Raw, there was a sequence where Brock Lesnar was running at full speed from the ropes, trying to tackle Omos. And I saw a glimpse of what could be a really fun car crash of a match at that moment. I was like, if this match is going to be Omos, you know, lumbering and, you know, chopping Lesnar and just like really just lame ass moves could be the worst match in WrestleMania history. If we are going to see a potential car crash a la Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at WrestleMania 30, whatever it was, where it was just a, it was just five minutes of them going through barricades, hitting finishers on each other and going at full tilt. I'm in. I'm in. I think it could be a fun five minute car wreck if they let Brock Lesnar just go at full speed like he was uh, trying to knock down Omos. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I don't buy the uh, the. The, the concept of this being the worst wrestle the potentially the worst WrestleMania match of all time. Um, you can say, oh, well, Brock was already in one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time with versus Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. But um, that was just terrible booking. Like you don't book two guys yeah. that are on their way out. Right. You always book one guy who's on his way out versus a guy who's on his way up. Right. Because then somebody cares, even though even though somebody doesn't in that match, neither yeah. of them cared in this match. Lesnar still has a year in his contract, so he's going to care. And Omos has everything to gain from this match he is not a dumb man i'm sure he understands that this is this is his make or break performance uh so i'm gonna give omos and brock lesnar the benefit of the doubt a a, a, sure i think there is a five percent chance that it could be the worst wrestlemania match of all time but i think it also has an equal amount of chance call it five ten percent chance of being a really fun car wreck that we're going to talk about the next night so um yeah going omos yeah, I, I still think we get a surprise of the Hurt Business returning with Omos being the head of it, which I'm not against. I'm not against either. I'm not against that either. All right, let's move on to a match that has had um, no build. Bianca Belair um, versus Asuka for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Um, I'll take this one first. This was this is weird. Um if there was ever a credible WWE women's superstar to 
beat Bianca Belair, they've got it. It's Asuka coming back as this version of her, this version, this Japanese, like true Japanese um, Asuka that was that was known over there for her Kana gimmick. Um, But you wouldn't know it based on this build because they are tag teaming with each other whenever Bianca Belair is getting attacked by the likes of Chelsea Green and um, and, and Carmella. Asuka's yeah. coming out to make the save. It's bizarre. Like, it, it, I, I, it's, it's a, it's a buildup that's almost just no buildup because they've created no friction between the two. It's, it's bad. Yeah. The only reason I'm going to talk to this match, Santi, is because of the credibility and the to the two people that are in this match. Um, But this build is very New Japan. And I'm going to say this for a reason. New Japan feuds always seem to have a. Respectful, developed rivalry. Yes, we are both top of our game. We both are very good at what we do. We don't always have to genuinely hate each other. This is just going to be a match out of respect. Like, I don't see a heel in this match. No, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't a heel in this match. So, like I said, this is a very, very um, New Japan style build. Um, I've hated it. Um, the only thing that made this match really relevant were the two video packages that were made, what, SmackDown? No, last Monday Night Raw. And they had an Oscar build package and they had a Bianca build yeah, package. Yeah. Very uh, early 2000s Ruthless Aggression era style uh, where they used to do the stuff for like Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar and the, and that kind of thing, which I did enjoy that. But there's been nothing else. Like, really, there's been nothing else. Um, This is actually the match, and it's not even because, and everybody in the chat can say whatever they want, this has nothing to do with my feeling on Bianca Belair. I just don't care. And this is a women's title. Yeah, and and I don't think it's that we don't, because I don't care either, and I don't think it's that we don't care about Bianca Belair. I also, right now, don't care about Asuka, and I Mm -hmm. really like Asuka, and that's the problem when, and and maybe this is just a logistical problem of a face versus face feud. It's tough to to get on board with this, Um, but they've just not created any friction between the two, Um, and it just, it, it isn't working for me in terms of, like, getting me excited because there's been such a lack of a story and lack of friction between the two i just see no reason why the title should change hands here so i'm gonna keep it on bianca belair see i'm going the other way around i'm going oscar win but i'm going with bianca heel turn i don't see that dude i yeah if, if anything i i see an oscar heel turn um but all right we'll we'll see how that goes so we will we go from a match with no build steve yep to yep. a match with a terrible fucking build in Charlotte Flair um, versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I have a lot to say about this, so I'm going to okay. let you get started here. You can let me go first. You go first. I, dis- I disagree. that The build for Rhea Charlotte has not been terrible. It's not been the best, but I have seen worse on this card. And how they develop this with kind of Dom taping, taking the original lead and that original promo between Dom and Charlotte, where Rhea really didn't have to say a word 
made Rhea look actually quite strong, which I enjoyed. Then you've got Rhea just being this all around beast and this dominance in her. I there is nothing you're going up up against arguably one of the greatest female performers of all time. And right now, Charlotte looks like the underdog in this match. I, tr- I truly believe the way they've built this, Charlotte does look like the underdog. Every, everybody in the chats is going to say Rhea is going to win this match. I genuinely believe Rhea is going to win this match. So at the end of the day, you're going to finally put over a young superstar who finally deserves her WrestleMania moment. And she, yes, everyone's been saying, oh, Judgment Day's garbage. Judgment Day's horrible. A lot of this entire mania is going to be circled around the Judgment Day. So having arguably the leader a Judgment Day, because Rhea is the one that kind of carries that entire group, put the title on her. This there's there's nothing wrong with the build of this because it's going to be proven in the ring. This is going to be a four and a half star match. These girls are going to tear the proverbial roof off of this uh, building, and I can't wait for it. I genuinely cannot wait for this match. I think the match is going to be fantastic. I disagree Mm -hmm. in terms of um, I think this feud has been borderline poo-poo caca pee-pee poo-poo. It's been awful. Look, I, I was digging Rhea Ripley not talking, and then she started talking, but then her talking was about like, how much you respected Charlotte Flair and that Charlotte Flair is the 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 person to be. So like putting her on a pedestal. Okay, fine. Um, but then it kind of negates the whole being silent and being menacing and being scary that we had at the beginning. All right. Yeah. I was willing because anything that Rhea Ripley does, I mean, she could she could literally super kick me in the throat and I would thank her. I, I anything that Rhea Ripley does, I'm I'm on board with. And then we have the Charlotte promos, bafflingly, bafflingly awful. Some of the worst promo work I have seen from a top superstar in the last five years. I haven't. She literally lost her cool when she was trying to talk about her fear and perseverance and the crowd is wadding her and she literally tells off the crowd that this is important for me don't want me like what and she like i i didn't even mean to say what there but like yeah what like yeah. It, it was just such a bafflingly bad promo of her talking about her fears and that like she's all of this perseverance and all of the pressure that she has to go through on a daily basis and then she talks about how awesome her family legacy is how big her penis is by all by all standards uh diamonds are forever or whatever the fuck it's just bad it's just so bad dude it's it's i i'm hoping it doesn't make sense but like if, if Rhea wasn't part of Judgment Day, it wouldn't make sense to do a double turn here because I, it, but it doesn't make sense, which is part of the reason why, like, I OK, Charlotte's promos have been so bad that she has gotten go away heat. Yep. Rhea is the heel and she's got the please punt me in the face, mommy love. Everyone loves Rhea. So yep. even just in the in the dynamic of the face versus heel here, it's weird and it's not working for me, even though the match in ring, I think, is going to be fantastic. 
it's it's kind of funny you say that because I don't want to keep reverting back to the WWE legend shows, but I've watched the Charlotte one recently and that promo that you just discussed, I felt like she was just reiterating everything she said on the documentary about how she can't find she couldn't find herself in the shadow of her dad and all this stuff. It's just like you are literally a 14 time women's champion. You have basically superseded a lot of your dad's legacy and created one that probably no woman is ever going to touch. What is wrong with you? You are one of the best female performers of all time. Why are you so frustrated and why are you losing yourself in? And yes, okay, I can say this because all I am is a wrestling podcaster on YouTube, but a very simple promo that you have been doing for years. All you have to talk about is how Rhea's never been on your level. That's all you have to do. Make her feel small. And you couldn't even do a basic promo to make yourself look like the legend that you technically are, you know, like I just, am I wrong? No, 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 no. I like, I just, like I said, I think the, the promo work, especially on the Charlotte side has been bafflingly bad. Um, that's why I said it's been just an, a God awful, absolutely God awful, um, build to this. Uh, had it, I, I almost think it just would have been better with Rhea not talking to her. I think it, yeah. just not talking to her and, and creating like that, it, you know, those mind games um, yeah. from the judgment day. But um, I don't know. I'll tell I, you right now, dude. now that we talked about it, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take that as a win. Let's go. We convinced Steve of something. All right. Let's Shut move up. on here. Uh, we are now moving on to, oh my God, get the popcorn ready. Get your hands ready to slap some meat, Steve, because this is going to be a meat slapping meaty man slappity slap fest. We've got Gunta Zaring General versus the Celtic warrior Seamus versus Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath in a triple threat match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship in what could arguably be the best match of the night. Whoever has to go after these three, I'm so sorry because the crowd is going to be exhausted. This is 100% sorry. This is hands down match of WrestleMania. You, you, you had Clash at the Castle. Gunther versus Sheamus, which arguably was match of the year last year. Yeah, I think it was match of the year. Now you put Drew McIntyre in there on the grandest stage of them all. Dude, this is this will be match of mania. Please continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get into our predictions, how absolutely bonkers cool is it that you look at the United States title it's being defended against arguably one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time. Yep. And then we have the Intercontinental Champion being defended against two future WWE Hall of Famers, re, uh, former world champions, and is being talked about in a regard where it can main event any show, you know, that sans Roman Reigns. How cool is it that we live in an era where the mid-card title... I I don't think the mid-card titles have felt this special since the early 90s, late 80s. I, I agree with you, yeah. 100%. They, they haven't. Um, I think back when it was like Warrior, like dropping the IC title to get the world title, um, Sean 
uh, versus uh, Scott Hall in the latter match. That's when the last time I remember the IC title being relevant. And now we're like you just said, two first ballot Hall of Famers, Gunther, who literally in the next year will be in the world title picture and is carrying it with such prestige. I, I was gonna, you, you said prestige. I was going to say elegance because he does it in such a proper way that I feel more interested. I'm not, but I feel like I should be more interested in the IC title than I should be in the main event. Like, I think this should be a main event. Mm-hmm. It should mm-hmm. main event night one. Yeah, and, this- and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels that special. It can main event. Like, if it main evented night one, do you think anyone is opposed to it? Not a soul. Not a soul. Not a soul. Um, I think there's just matches, you know, with a bit more of a marquee reach. But again, no one would be upset with Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre main eventing night one. Uh, but yeah, we got now we got to pick a winner. Um, and I think this might be the toughest one to 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 pick. I think out of the three, the one that I think has the least amount of ch- uh, chance of winning is Drew McIntyre. Um, I am still taking Zaring General Gunta. I. Th- I, I appreciate that one. I think it's been we're at a point now that Gunther has shown how he can carry it. My only concern is what happens with Imperium if he drops it. Like it would do they fall into the mid card and just kind of unfortunately, and I hate to say this, do they end up as hit row? You know, just kind of yeah. complete. Well, irrelevant. it depends, right? Like it, this might be an old school situation where it's the passing away of the of the of the intercontinental championship to go towards the main event right yeah. like we we haven't had that of the intercontinental championship and the u.s championship in a long time like that was yeah. the standard for from the 80s to the ruthless aggression era that was the standard you lose the intercontinental championship you're most likely going to to a um um top of the card push right yeah. so i would like to think that since Triple H is from that era and understands clearly the value of something like the Intercontinental Championship, that it would actually be a step up for him to lose the Intercontinental Championship rather than a step down. Um, you know, you mentioned Imperium. I do think that they're going to be making a um, an appearance in this match because as far as I know, I might be completely wrong here. I didn't see their name in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which probably means that they're going to get screen time here at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, and I cannot wait for Samantha to say Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. I can't wait for her to say all of their names uh, in, in, in her accent. But I think we're going to have inter- interference from all of Imperium. And that's uh, going to lead to a Gunther win because an inter- a triple threat match for those that are that don't know technically is no disqualification. <laughs> No DQ. That's it's that's why it's gonna be such a banger. By the way, she liked my video the other day. Oh nice. Anyways, um I hate that I can't say Drew McIntyre because I really want Drew to actually at least have some relevancy of a WrestleMania moment with thousands of people, um, which he didn't get in the pandemic era of the Thunderdome. Uh but this is also Sheamus as a potential Grand Slam champion. Uh, winning the IC title, so I'm I gotta go with Sheamus. Yeah, I just don't think you can pick wrong, and I think that that's that's a beautiful win-win scenario for everybody. I don't think anyone gets mad if any of these guys win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, 
for the people that are younger, I want to say just one more thing before we move on from this match. Um, for the people that are younger, sit down and just appreciate what you're about to watch in this match. This isn't sports entertainment. This is not like WWE cinematics. This match is traditional like 1940s to 1980s just big men in trunks doing a wrestling match. Um, And it's all these men have the respect of the entire locker room. These guys are going to put on. And this is like the first time I've sworn since we started this one, a fucking classic. I will not be moving from my seat in Miami. When, when I watch this match, I can't not wait. All right, let's move on here. Uh, we have Edge versus now officially being listed as the Demon Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match, which we we apparently have been recently confirmed is not going to be the Red Cage. It's going to be the traditional cage that they seem to use for WrestleMania matches, like Shane versus the Undertaker and Mania Thirty Two. Um, I'll, I'll I'll jump in here first. So um, I I guess I'll start off with my prediction. I have the demon Finn Balor winning this. I think this is going to be the WrestleMania that catapults Judgment Day to the very top of the card. I know they're already there, but now like to the top of the card with justification that these are the guys that are going to run shit for for the next year. So I do have Finn Balor winning here. Um, I just don't want to see any more shenanigans of like God coming down from the heavens to help Edge win, kind of like how he did with Roman Reigns. I don't want to see that. I want to see just these two just have the nastiest Hell in a Cell match imaginable. Um, I know that there's rumors of the Brood maybe potentially making um, an appearance either getting physical or being part of Edge's entrance. Um, But one more point that I'll make here. uh, Please end it after this. It can't go any further than this. You know, I said it, you know, um, when when Edge was attacked by Finn Balor during his uh, U.S. title match versus Theory, I said the words, we are in Edge's final year of his career. We are wasting them by him just only feuding with the Judgment Day. And then he grabs the mic the next week and says, I have been wasting the last year of my career on the Judgment Day. So clearly the sentiment is the same there. Um, this has to be it. No more of Edge yeah. versus the Judgment Day. I don't even want to see those two cross paths, even on the Monday night after Mania. That's it. No more. Demon yeah. Finn Balor wins, and I cannot wait for a Demon Finn Balor WrestleMania entrance, baby. Dude, I this is who doesn't love a Hell in a Cell match? First off, who doesn't love a Hell in a Cell match? And a Hell in a Cell at Mania, when I can't remember what was it, uh, 2025? No, 28. Wait, what are you asking? Out? No, no, no. We had one at 32, Taker versus Shane, and then 28. That Sorry, that, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Um, but I have Finn. Two reasons. Edge doesn't need it. He's still going to put on a classic, which he always does at Mania. Finn needs this. Also, we've also said, both of us, this is going to be built around Judgment Day. This entire setup for Mania, everyone's like saying, disband Judgment Day. Why? Judgment Day has been a staple on both shows 
for the last year and actually done fantastic work with Rhea and one of the best heels in the business right now in in WWE and Dominic Mysterio because mm-hmm. that kid is doing phenomenal. We are apparently getting Gangrel as part of the entrance and apparently there's going to be a spot with Damian Priest from what I have read. This match is going to be probably a 40 minute absolute beating of the two of each other and i can't wait for a purple demon like i'm i'm really looking forward to a purple demon yeah. i don't know why it just is a draw to me but a purple demon entrance to walk into hell yeah uh this is gonna be uh, one of the matches i'm most excited about like i can't believe we've done the two uh back to back but um yeah, I, I, I can't wait. It's going to be Finn. But even if it's Edge, I don't care. But yes, please be done with it after this. Yeah, I, I think I, my only concern with it being, you know, 40 plus minutes would be uh, if you remember, I mean, granted, it was in front of no one. Uh, WrestleMania 36 Edge versus Randy Orton, that unsanctioned like fall, like that match that felt too long because um, that was 45 minutes, I believe, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, yeah, um, it was. So, again, not in front of fans. So maybe, you know, it would have been a, a different story had we had fans. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't think these guys can can do anything wrong. That being said, Edge versus AJ Styles last year, we said the same thing. This is going to be match of the night. And then it was kind of kind of disappointing. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed we don't get that. Uh, let's move yeah. on, though. All right. Next, we are, you know, let's just bang these off. I've been avoiding these. Uh, Steve, uh, women's WrestleMania showcase fatal four way tag match. Who's winning this? Uh, the new greatest women's tag team on the planet in the complaint department. Chelsea yes. and Sonya Deville. Let's go. Dude, I, I, yes. If complaint department does not become their name. I don't care about it, but it's going to be the complaint department. Dude, I'm with you. I want team Karen to win. Um, I want, I, I I'm just excited to see Chelsea green on the WrestleMania card. Um, yeah. and, and sure. Okay. Sonia de Deville. Sorry. I meant to say Sonia de Glock or Sonia de Colt 45 or Sonia de AR 15. I don't know what she's carrying these days. I know she got, uh, she got booked for, for carrying an unlicensed firearm. So that's no, it. Was licensed. She was just carrying oh, sorry. In, in wrong state, wrong state. Yeah. yeah the wrong state. By the way, but Credit where credit is due. Sonia Deville has actually done some great work over the last year with being the thing. Like she deserves this moment to have her hand raised at Mania. Sure. So I really think that both these women deserve at least some form of WrestleMania moment. So it's the complaint department for. Oh, sorry for me. Uh, okay, so that's why I want. They're not winning though. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be Ronda and 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 so uh, and Shayna Baszler. Uh, they're gonna set them up to be uh, the contenders for the tag titles. I'm I'm incredibly confident of that. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's gonna be. I'm gonna go with the safe choice and say. Um, you know what's funny? I recorded my predictions. Uh, yep. For TikTok, and I said uh, Chelsea Green and uh, and Sonya DeGlock, but um, logically it is it is uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Still a better tag team. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the men's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal Four Way match. I don't want to completely gloss over this one because if they are given ten minutes, this could be a really fun match. If they're given ten minutes, this could be a really fun, crazy car crash of a match. Who's in this again? Viking Raiders, Braun and Ricochet, uh, Alpha Academy and Street Profits, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, 
so here this one's interesting because you've got like you like we said with the Sheamus match and the Gunther we got a bunch of big meaty men that are gonna like by the way they are putting Otis over like crazy right now yeah this like to body and I mean absolutely body Braun Strowman like he did turn around catch Montez at a mid yeah, that's such a beautiful spot that was a great spot yeah um I think there's still shenanigans in this. I think we get um, um, Maxine mm-hmm. involved in this. Uh, that is going to potentially cost um, Otis and Chad Gable. And we finally see Otis leave the uh, Alpha Academy. Uh, I think there's a lot that can happen here. Like even like a Street Profits tension. Um, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Braun Strowman and Ricochet like yeah, uh, that's probably yeah. the safe choice. I'm I, I I'm gonna go with um, Otis and uh, Chad Gable. I think the the company's super over on both of those guys, and maybe you know they give them a, they reward them by having them win this match at WrestleMania. Either way, let's move way. on to um, arguably my favorite build um, towards a WrestleMania match, not including you know something super long term like the like the Bloodline stuff, but just like a WrestleMania season build. This has been magnificent. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, father versus son. Uh, it, God damn it, damn man! Like Dominic Mysterio is is has become a national treasure. Talk about somebody who did not fold under pressure, yep. right? Um, you know, they say in situations, right, if you can survive the pressure, you become a diamond. And I think that that's what we've had here. I think we have we have uh, unlocked the full potential of Dominic Mysterio by letting him loose and not being, you know, the next in line for the Mysterio throne and, you know, trying to be a, that luchador, um, but just really letting him do what he wants to do. It almost feels like he's out there not not even scripted. And I think it's just working wonders for him. And I think, you know, that leash that has been, you know, they've given him a lot of leashes because he's working with Rey Mysterio. I'm sure it's Rey Mysterio that, you know, if he was working with anybody else, I don't think that he'd be given this leash. But this feud has been phenomenal. Um, and I can't wait for this match. What are your thoughts on this? I reiterate every sentiment that you just said. Uh, Dominic, since uh, what was it? Thanksgiving when they first started this, the showing up at the house and the. Oh, yeah. The segments that you and I had been screaming for for like 18 months since we started straight shoot saying we need more backstage. We need more like the Triple H Randy Orton at the house. Uh, I don't want to bring up Brian Pillman, but at Brian Pillman's house in the 90s and all that stuff like that stuff was gold and they utilize social media to the perfect avenue to do it. Um, this build was great. There's no go away heat on Dom, which he originally had and has turned to genuine bloody, like we hate you, but we want more. Yeah. Like we want so much more of, and his promos, like, his promos are getting better by the week. And I think this is what um, what you get when you put a young up-and-coming wrestler that is still not at their full potential with three season vets. Mm-hmm. And I will – because you think about it. Finn Balor is 20-plus years. 
Damian Priest ain't no spring chicken. Like he's young, but he's still very good at what he does. And Rhea Ripley, she's one of the best in the business for the women. You put Dominic Mysterio in there to ride. It's not about working at the show. It's the rides on the road and what he's learning off camera, obviously learning from his father as well. This is a complete 180 to Dominic at the start of 2020, uh, 2022. And I'm happy about this. So um, for my prediction, I don't think Ray wants to go over on Dom. I think this is a Dom win. And I think we get a clean sweep for the members of Judgment Day. Yeah, so... I, w- I almost wish that I had a not recorded my predictions video until we talked about this because I'm I'm now leaning more towards Dom based on what you said there. Um, I'll stick to what I said though in the in the in the video that I recorded. I'm gonna go with um, with Rey Mysterio. I do have a tough time seeing Rey Mysterio take a loss. Um, uh, the night after getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, if if this was his retirement match, I'd be yup, he's losing. I a, a Mysterio retirement match is going to get advertised as a Mysterio retirement match. It's going and and I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to be if we do get a retirement match from this feud where it becomes a you know loser leaves or um lose if dom loses he leaves the judgment day and if mysterio loses he retires i wouldn't be surprised if we get that at SummerSlam or next year's wrestlemania for example and because i think that there's a lot more to this story um i am gonna pick ray mysterio here because i want to see a whiny dom uh, to the levels of you know he didn't he did he only got himself a bmw like i want to see more of that and and i think a loss uh would allow for more of that over the coming months so i'll take ray mysterio yeah one thing i want to bring up here santi and i've been reading i've been obviously you and i have been streaming a lot talking about wrestlemania uh over the last couple of weeks do we get and it pains me to say this does dom come out with his judgment day music or does he go literally uber super heel and we hear Viva La Raza and he comes out in the lowrider. What do we get? Because if he does it, I think I might throw up a little bit. Yeah. But that is like the most genuine heat that I think he could draw. And everyone believes it's going to happen. I, I don't know if he comes out to the Eddie music, but I think it's a huge missed opportunity if he doesn't come out to the lowrider. First of all, they're in the land of lowriders, Los Angeles. You got and. and, and the previous promo with the, uh, you know, I, I wish I was Eddie's son and that you never existed. Like, come on, you, you got to come out of their low rider. You got to do something Eddie related. And I think the low rider, um, you know, as part of a grand WrestleMania entrance is, is, is the way to go. So I'm going to go with uh, Dominic, uh, sorry, Ray Mysterio winning, but I do think that we get the low rider. Yeah. I'm going to throw up. Dude. What, <laughs> what if he, what if it's not, what if it's not a low rider? What if he comes out in a Mercedes? <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. I say he comes out in a purple Judgment Day lower. Oh, that'd be that would be, that'd be way better. That'd be way better. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's uh, let's move on here. We're almost done here with our card. Uh, next, we have what I genuinely believe, and it still could main event night one. We have brothers versus brothers, the Usos, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso versus KO Zania, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. And, you know, for all this hoopla about Cody finishing the story, 
Shut up. This is the real finish the story story. It's time for Sammy and Kevin Owens to finish the story. I'm taking KO Zania here. Same. Yeah. Hands down. I think uh, Kevin Owens said it the best during that promo when he advertised the new shirt. He said um, the MVP of the WWE over the last year has been Sami Zayn. I, I echo those sentiments. Hands down. Sami Zayn has done everything right in every facet of the business. Yeah. If they are not rewarded with tag titles, it is a slap to the face to both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, especially Sami Zayn. Um, I also think this is a great way to begin the downfall, the slow downfall of the bloodline. Mm -hmm. My reasons of saying that is when we get into the next match. But at this point, the Usos have done it all. They don't need this. I think protecting Roman is more important because the walls are caving in on Roman right now. So I think, you know what? The Usos lose the titles. Cool. We're we're moving on to something new. Imperium can get a shot. Everybody can get a shot at the new champions. And when was the last time Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn held the title? I don't remember. Yeah. Like, I genuinely cannot remember. These two are, again, first ballot Hall of Famers. At this point, yeah. Can, can you believe the... The trajectory of Sami Zayn's career since last WrestleMania. Dude, can, can, can we I have was, an I told you so moment? I No, of course we can. But I was about to say it for both of them. Yeah. 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 They both proved themselves last mania that they can do it all. Yeah. Sami in the most ridiculous acting like a jackass with a bunch of jackasses. And Kevin Owens for one straight month carrying a feud of unknown certainty with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And both of them had four, four and a half star matches. Yeah. Me. Like they had the, I, for me, the two most memorable things that happened at WrestleMania last year. Yeah. Was the Austin, Austin uh, KO thing with Austin McMahon and Pat McAfee. Okay. We can add that. But we also had Sami Zayn doing incredible work, letting we man body slam him. Dude, I told you like immediately during our review, I remembered it was during our review of, of WrestleMania. I said that match made Sami Zayn a star Yep, because he proved that he can turn something at. He can make something out of nothing. Yes. That match, if it's anyone else would have been the worst match in WrestleMania history. But because Sami Zayn and his everlasting professionalism didn't go in at it half-ass, he went in at it at full speed to make it the most entertaining thing he possibly could, and he succeeded at it. And I think the WWE brass saw that. I think they saw 
Holy shit, we have a guy here that was able to have an incredibly entertaining four four and a half star match with Johnny freaking Knoxville that included a giant freaking mousetrap and he got body slammed by Wee Man and we had the, the Chip and Dale dancer from Jackass also appear. He made that into a memorable WrestleMania moment. So, sir, you also forgot about May Young's hand baby. Yes, yeah, May Young's hand baby made an appearance in that. <laughs> All grown. <laughs> up so it, it is just wonderful to see the trajectory that both of their careers took from wonderful performances in the face of what could have been terrible performances at last yep. year's wrestlemania and here they are in what many believe should be a wrestlemania made event at the end of night one um i think we're both in agreement here then i think we can move on kevin owens and Sami Zayn are winning this just yeah just one more thing so i'm, I'm watching our chat while while we're talking uh kevin owens heel turn no no not shot. a chance not a chance not a chance not a chance won't happen not a Move chance on. uh and, and i'll just real quick like the reason for that is we are at the end of the story this yes. we're we're not we're not in in the middle right we're not at the rising climax like this is the end of the story Right. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, I think a lot of us initially wanted it to be Sammy going after Roman. But like the story from the beginning was always Sammy and the Usos. Always. It was always that Roman yeah. Reigns didn't come into play in the Sammy storyline until after Clash of the Castle. So it, this this is the end. This is a culmination to almost a year long feud. You don't extend it by an arbitrary heel turn that really doesn't add anything. It just needs to be a feel good moment if that's how it's going to be or a heartbreak moment they need to pick one of the two and i don't think that there's going to be shenanigans in this match like a turn no this is it i think we maybe get a i I don't even think we get solo i really don't even think we get solo because they're going to have solo protecting roman right so i this is going to be a straight up badass 20 22 25 minute match and near falls some pain um i do the one thing is i think we get jay taking the corner uh the corner of the ring buckle bomb Mm. from from ko and i'm gonna cringe at that because that's but yes kevin kevin and sammy let's move on all right let's move on here uh to the main event of the night we have the tribal chief Roman Reigns going up against the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Steve, what have you got to say on this? Man, I've been going back and forward on this for weeks and the promos and the build over the last two weeks have not helped. Um, But I'm going to say one thing that's going to be probably the biggest hot take of this. Cody doesn't need this. I, I don't think Cody needs his WrestleMania moment a year and a half into his return. Like, yeah, okay, torn peck, feud with Seth, whatever. But Cody, he's not old, but he's not young. He's got probably another seven or ten years in him. I don't think with the story of the bloodline and with Roman... And obviously the thousand days being a massive, massive factor in all of this. I don't think Cody needs this now. 
maybe in three or four months, maybe next WrestleMania. But I do not think Cody Rhodes wins this. I am going with our tribal chief. He will get his 1,000 days. He will lose at SummerSlam to probably Cody or in a triple threat against somebody else like Seth and Cody. But it's it's Roman. I I do not see a scenario where WWE has the guy that they have been handpicking since 2015 to not get the thousand day run that they have put his trajectory on. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, I, you know, um, for those that are listening live right now and those that are listening after the fact, um, there is going to be another episode that we're going to be recording immediately after this called What If Roman Reigns Wins? And mm-hmm. and and I think you and I are going to have a lot to say because, dude, I also think that Roman Reigns is going to win this match. I just, I just don't see it. Like, I just, I don't see how you can justify breaking up a nearly 1,000 day reign on a half-baked feud that's only lasted a month. Yep. I do, however, believe that it could be broken after 1,000 days at SummerSlam once this feud is four or five months long, but a half-baked one-month feud between these two um, where they've only really been in the ring with each other twice. Both of them really entertaining, don't get me wrong, Um, but they've only ever been in the ring twice with each other. Um, I I just have a tough tough time seeing how you can justify taking the titles off of Roman at that moment in time. Um, I think there's more to the story. I think there's way more to the story. I think we're at the tip of the iceberg here. And... What is it? I I just tried to look it up. We are between about 937 to 934 to 940 days that Roman has been champion. You're going to take it from him now? Really? Bruno San Martino is in that top five twice. If he loses at SummerSlam, he goes into the top five and pushes Bruno San Martino into sixth. It can't happen. Are you really like this is uh, Santi? You and I have cheered against Roman so many times. Yeah, I think you were. I think you were cheering for Drew at Clash. I think there's been a few where you and I have. Both yeah, I, I know you were cheering for Logan. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You actually just shut me up for a minute. <laughs> No, like you and I have cheered against Roman for a very, very long time. I, I, I believe this is the only time that I can hands down say like I can't cheer against Roman in this match. Like this, this is one of the it's history making. Roman wins this. He wins right through into SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason for him to lose it at backlash in puerto rico or money in the bank in london like it's got to be it would be SummerSlam if anything like in in, a, in another giant stadium like ford field um so i think you and i are in agreement uh, i think the tribal chief retains but it opens yeah. up a really interesting 
really interesting dynamic where the rest of the bloodline lost their gold, but their tribal chief is still on top, which I think yeah. sets us up here for our next conversation that we're going to have here um, of what happens if Roman Reigns wins. Um, yeah. But dude, overall, like this WrestleMania, man, like I said, on paper, on paper, I, you know, I will never make judgments until the until the bell rings at the end of the main event on paper. This is the best card I've ever seen since I've become a wrestling fan in 2002. I haven't seen a better mania mania card from top to bottom as good as this as well balanced with tag team matches, triple threat matches, um, gimmick matches, title matches like dude, it's 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 in long term storylines like it's it's just I know aside from Omos and Brock Lesnar. This truly feels like a Triple H WrestleMania. Oh, absolutely. And I have a feeling we are going to be kissing the proverbial ring of Triple H at that. um, They do the press conference at the end of it. And if Twitter is not blowing up saying thank you, Hunter. If this is one of the best ones, if, if they're not saying thank you, Hunter, by the end of this, then wrestling fans need to show a hell of a lot more respect because this man has put together a primo card and i am so goddamn excited like so, i cannot wait to get down to miami so two two questions yeah um bray wyatt does bray wyatt appear at this wrestlemania i would have said no if i had not watched the video earlier today and it was a video with alexa bliss and alexa bliss has confirmed she will be in the stadium backstage for mania in some form or context i think we get some form of bray but i just don't know what maybe it all depends who wins the andre the giant battle royal i think that's where it depends if bobby wins or if i I don't see the feud with la Knight starting i i don't know i i can't (sighs) I think yes, but if if it's not, I understand, and I cannot wait to hear your opinion on this because you have been shitting on Bray Wyatt for two straight weeks. Okay, uh, I so want you to me. ask me the direct question. I want you to ask it directly. Ask me. Santi, do we get Bray Wyatt? Who cares is the real answer. Do we, If we get him, cool. If we don't get him, also cool because this WrestleMania card has already been a top five WrestleMania card and top five WrestleMania build without him. I personally believe that he has single-handedly ruined Bobby Lashley's momentum with, with, you know, whatever this Fugazi of an injury is. Some people are like, oh, he's limping. Fuck you. Cody Rhodes did an entire match with a torn pec. I heard, do you know what the other rumor that I heard Steve was? He broke his finger. Oh, oh my God. I saw the other day, he has no cast on his hands. Homie, you you wrestled once in the past six months. All right. If you you can't handle a little broken pinky or a little rolled ankle to do your spooky wooky backstage crap, I it's you're I don't want to see you anymore. I'm done with Bray Wyatt. Okay, I'm going to pull up a video of you reacting to Bray Wyatt's return. And uh, that's fine. I loved his return. I, I, do, I, I don't see that as a gotcha moment. I, you, oh, 
I love Ooh. Bray Wyatt. I, I'm not saying I don't like Bray Wyatt. I love Bray Wyatt. I'm saying Stop. this has been shit. Hold on. You just said Bobby Lashley ruined or Bray Wyatt ruined Bobby Lashley's momentum, right? Yes. Bobby Lashley, who cannot cut a promo without MVP. Bobby Lashley, who, yes, okay, he's a good performer. He's not a great performer. The only thing Bobby Lashley is, is big. And the biggest thing when you go into a feud with Bray Wyatt, you need to be able to talk. L.A. Knight came out of that feud looking like a million fucking dollars. They just couldn't find someone with him to go to Mania, which I still think we're going to get L.A. Knight Stone Cold Steve Austin as a surprise because L.A. Knight's going to be like, L.A. Mania, why don't you have L.A. Knight on the card? Like they kind of did with the, uh, who was that faction with Alberto Rusev uh, at in Dallas? Oh, um, yeah, the, yeah, the League of Nations, League of Nations. They had it with the League of Nations. We're going to get something similar, I truly believe, with L.A. Knight. So L.A. Knight's going to get his moment. So he, the work L.A. Knight did with Bray Wyatt was fantastic, and he came out of that feud looking like the better star. Bobby Lashley could not carry his weight in this Bray Wyatt feud. We didn't get anything. He couldn't do it. He couldn't talk. Little kid games, spooky dollhouses. That's all he had. At least Bray can talk on the mic. Like Bobby Lashley is not that good of a performer. Simple as that. They shouldn't have put Bray and Bobby together. Oh, that that we can agree with. That we can agree with a million percent. Yeah, that was an L. I think that's the only L Triple H has taken. Yeah, it's a terrible decision to put those two together. Absolutely. Because like you said, like it it requires somebody that can talk to to match the zaniness of Bray Wyatt. All of Bray Wyatt's best feuds are against people that can carry their weight on the mic. John Cena, Firefly Funhouse, best fucking thing Bray Wyatt has ever done. One of my favorite things in WrestleMania ever. Absolutely hands down. The LA Knight stuff, you know, I I think there's a lot of argument that Bray Wyatt made LA Knight. Fuck no. LA Knight made himself in that feud. LA Knight 100% made himself in that feud. And even then, you know, I I hope, fingers crossed, he's got something at WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then even then, he's still here at the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. My problem is... Regard, I, I don't. We obviously don't know what the issue with Bray Wyatt is. Is it? Is it? Is it creative issues? Is creative. it? Uh, sorry, it's it's a creative issue. Bro. Okay, like, if, it's, if it's a creative issue, my point stands that he ruined Bobby Lashley's WrestleMania momentum. Bobby Lashley came out looking like the next monster out of the Brock Lesnar feud. It required Brock Lesnar to cheat and use a low blow to beat Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley should have been in a marquee match at WrestleMania. But this decision to put him with Bray Wyatt, which already was a bad decision, but then this creative back and forth between Bray Wyatt and WWE and them not being able to get on on the same on the same page now has left Bobby Lashley in, in in no man's island, thus ruining the WrestleMania momentum that he should have been garnering in a marquee match that he should have had at WrestleMania because it could that could have been the L.A. Night match that could have been the L.A. Night match. But you couldn't do it because you only gave these guys three weeks to do something with Bobby Lashley and you couldn't find anything scenario. Just thought of it. And I, I, I don't know why I didn't think about it sooner. Bobby Lashley comes out 
throwing a fit. Oh, he should. If and Bray shows up. Okay, you want me? I'm here. And no, no big, fantastic entrance. Lights off, lights on, Bray's in the ring, ready to go as Bray. And then you've got your feud because you're not getting the the kid games. You're not getting the dollhouse. You're not getting anything. You're getting the promos that Bray was cutting with LA Knight. I'm Bray Wyatt, blah, blah, blah. No howdy, no Firefly Funhouse gimmick. Just you get Bray. I don't think we're going to get that because if the problems were creative, I think Bray Wyatt probably wants this giant elaborate thing, right? Like we're talking about somebody who's had one match since he's returned and nothing but um, vignettes and and production, right? I just don't see it where he all of a sudden puts that aside and says, I'm just going to come out for a match impromptu with very, with pretty much no build that. However, I do believe happens between Bobby Lashley and a potentially returning Randy Orton. See, I, 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 we could talk about, we, 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 how about, how about, how about this? Let's add a video to this WrestleMania potential surprises. Sure. Let's, let's add a video of that let's we've, we've dragged this on long enough. We've been doing this for an hour and 30 minutes. Here's our predictions for WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. Let's Santi and I are going to do a couple more videos for the people that are here shooting the shit with us. But yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's do what are the WrestleMania surprises? Sure. All right. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, if you're listening on podcast services, uh, just make sure to you leave a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please consider subscribing, leave a comment helps us out with the algorithm. Uh, Steve, where can people find you? Guys, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Mr. Tesh and for the near future, TikTok slash Mr. Tesh, depending on what happens. Um, And then obviously all straight shoot platforms. Guys, do not forget WrestleMania night one and night two. uh, We will be streaming live from Miami, Florida at the locals studios. So make sure you go follow straight shoot.locals.com because the final hour of each night will be strictly on locals.com. What about yourself? Uh, Twitch.tv slash SantiZap um, and tw- uh, TikTok at Mr. SantiZap. Also on Twitter. Um, if you're watching live, you can do exclamation mark Twitter to find that. Uh, or if you're uh, watching after the fact, just look at the uh, description of the video and you'll find all the socials there. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Straight Shooter Wrestling Podcast. Take care and be good people. All right. That's I got for, you leak. <laughs> uh, for those that are listening. That is the end of episode 